Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by SEO Samba, comprehensive high-performing marketing solutions for mature and emerging franchise brands. To supercharge your franchise marketing, go to seosamba.com. That's S-E-O-S-A-M-B-A dot com. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio, and this is going to be a fun one. Today on the show, we have Austin Samuelson, and he is with Tacos for Life. Welcome. Hey, Lee. Thanks for having me on. Well, I am excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about Tacos for Life. Um, how are you serving folks? Yeah, so Tacos for Life, uh, we're a restaurant, but really what we are is we're an organization that fights hunger. Um, we uh, we do that by serving really great tacos. We, uh, we have four, over 14 chef-inspired tacos on the menu, everything from your traditional, you know, uh, fajita chicken tacos, uh, beef tacos, steak tacos, all those things to, you know, more fun and adventurous versions of tacos, like a Korean barbecue, barbecue steak taco or a Hawaiian shrimp taco. So we, uh, we sell uh, great tacos, but we do that uh, so that we can help be a part of fighting uh, world hunger. Every taco, salad, rice bowl, quesadilla that we sell, we donate a meal to a child in need through a third-party organization called Feed My Starving Children. So that is, uh, that's what we're all about here at Tacos for Life and uh, what gets us excited every day. Now, um, how did that, like, what's the genesis of the idea of uh, not only just selling great food, but also partnering where you can help other people in the manner that you do? Yeah, absolutely. So, Lee, really, it's a, you know, if you if if you rewound our story, you know, 12 years ago, uh, my wife and I, Ashton, we, uh, we had, you know, 12 years ago, we had never worked in a restaurant, never, uh, never had aspirations to own a restaurant, you know, just wasn't on our radar. You know, uh, we were uh, living life. I was working in commercial real estate. She was teaching school. Uh, but we heard something one day, uh, this is back in 2009, we heard a statistic then that 18,000 children die every day from starvation. And, uh, you know, that's, we knew hunger is a problem. We knew starvation is a problem. But for some reason, when we heard that, it, it just both uh, struck a chord with us. And and we also heard uh, Rich Stearns was, uh, he's the CEO of World Vision, a very large um, organization that uh, does relief work all over the world. Uh, he was uh, sharing these statistics um, at a church that we were attending. And um, he said two other things. He said, um, you know, our planet produces enough food to feed everyone. And then the third thing he said was, um, this uh, number of 18,000 children dying every day from starvation, it can be zero, but it's going to take uh, us doing something about it. And that's really what started Ashton and I on this journey. It, it didn't happen immediately, but it started over the next uh, couple of years, us really questioning, okay, how could we be a part of uh, helping uh, feed kids? How could we be a part of seeing a day when um, no child has to die from starvation? And uh, it led us down this path to opening a restaurant. And really, it, it came about because uh, at that time, and, and still they're very popular, but uh, Tom's uh, shoes was uh, was really taken off. Uh, we had a pair, you know, I had a pair of shoes, Ashton did too. Uh, everybody, you know, seemed, everybody's talking about them, you know. 
And uh, so, Lee, here's the funny part. Having never worked in a restaurant before, we both uh, we thought, hey, if uh, if a shoe company can donate a, a pair of shoes for every shoe they sell, how hard could it be for a restaurant to do that? You know, that can't be that hard. Right. And um, that's that that whole question is what sparked this journey. Uh, we've since learned uh, now, um, you know, 10 years later that uh, it is a little bit hard <laughs> to do, but it's possible. And, uh, and, and, and it's totally worth it. And we're getting to be a part of, uh, of helping, uh, feed kids all over the world, uh, with tacos for life now. Now, but what brought you to tacos? Like it could have been, you know, a fine dining and doing this, like what, how did you choose the kind of the, the route you've chosen regarding this type of a restaurant and specifically tacos? Yeah, so the uh, the simplest answer is we love to eat tacos. We uh, we we lived in Southern California for a time. We're both from Arkansas. That's where we're based out of now. Uh, but we just love Mexican food. We love tacos. We love that with tacos you can uh, you can really uh, you can go any direction you want from a you know culinary flavor profile standpoint. You know you can do your traditional stuff, but then you can you can get pretty creative. And my wife, she's a, she's a chef and she says, you know, Hey, the, the tortilla is just a blank canvas, you know, and you can do a lot of fun things with it. And, uh, you know, we love tacos, uh, and tacos are popular. They're, they're a crowd pleaser, you know, so it's worked, uh, it's worked really well. We did, uh, just to know, we did actually start with a, a pizza restaurant before tacos for life. Uh, that's where we first tested the mission out. And, um, and then we transitioned over to tacos really just trying to, continue to tweak the model and see what would work. And we found that with, uh, with the taco concept with tacos for life, uh, there was just a, an excitement. It really met a need in, in Arkansas. There wasn't a lot of, uh, taco concepts at the time, uh, when we first started in 2014 with, uh, tacos for life. And, uh, so those, those kind of things all coming together is what brought us here. Now, what was kind of the clue that you were onto something? Oh my gosh. Um, well, you know, with the pizza restaurant, uh, we had, uh, just a, a lot of, um, a lot of support in the community and even around the state, people loving the idea of being able to, uh, donate a meal, being able to help participate in, uh, doing good. Um, but, uh, but, but people talked about that. Okay. Um, and we're a restaurant, right? Uh, so, the first day I remember after we opened tacos for life, we had a line out the door. I uh, couldn't just, it never stopped all day. It, it poured as a thunderstorm, it lightning and stormed all day long. And uh, the line just never went away. And people were really raving about the food along with the mission. And I think that's when we closed the doors that, that night, I remember looking at Ashton and saying, okay, uh, we can do something with this mission and tacos for life is going to be it. And it just, there's just something about it after that first day, just the response that we got from the guest was unlike anything we'd experienced at the pizza restaurant. And it was this great combination of just an excitement for the food. Um, just, uh, doing something unique there, uh, along with a really tangible mission of getting to help other people. Now, um, did you build this to franchise it? Was that always the the thing or, or did it start out of, hey, we'll start this one, maybe grow a little bit and see where it takes us? Or, or were you always, did you always have your eye on being a franchisor? No. Yeah. Franchising really came about after a few years in and, um, and, and we really, so yeah, we started Lee, we didn't have a big grand plan of what we were going to do. We just, it was kind of one day at a time and seeing how we could feed more kids and, we knew if we opened more restaurants, we could feed more children. You know, uh, every restaurant 
provides about a thousand meals a day. So, um, so there was a motivation to grow and open more restaurants, but I didn't, I didn't know anything about franchising and, uh, you know, opening more company restaurants was simple, you know, uh, from that standpoint, uh, franchising was this, uh, this big thing. We just, we didn't really understand not having any experience with it. So, um, but after a couple of years, we, uh, we, we got to know some folks and, uh, some people that had a lot of experience with franchising and, and we, uh, we kind of, we did our first round of franchising and back in 2017 and we got our FDD and got all the documents together and we franchised three locations and, uh, and two of them went really well and one of them didn't. And we learned a whole lot and, and we really kind of paused there. We, we stopped franchising. We, um, you know, we still had all the documents, still had everything together. We worked really hard with the two, uh, franchisees that remained and, um, got great relationships with them. They're still on the team and, um, uh, talk to them multiple times a week and, and they're, they're great folks and great partners to the, to the organization and the mission. But what we really did is we kept opening company restaurants and, and really with the mindset of like, okay, we really, for this to work with this mission, we've got to get just, we've got to get the model really locked in and we've got to get it nailed down for this to be something that, that works from a franchising standpoint. So we continue to kind of watch our franchisees, continue to talk to them, get feedback. We continue to improve the model, tweak, get more efficient um, on the company restaurants and uh, spent about three years doing that. And then, you know, last year in 2020, right before uh, this whole pandemic started, we decided, hey, we're ready to franchise. So uh, obviously, uh, God had different plans then in that moment. But but that's that's kind of the the full circle, the whole franchising. Um, it, it was we started out and we we learned a lot of great things. And but now we're, we're all in and uh, we've got eight franchise locations open and uh, quite a few more on the on, in the pipeline. And uh, it's, it's really the way that we uh, see the mission being furthered, uh, having kind of watched and learned uh, from our first couple franchisees. Now, any advice for other emerging franchisors uh, when it comes to doing your due diligence, building the right systems, and knowing when it's the right time to pull the trigger to, you know, really put on a different hat, right? Because a Tacos for Life operator is different than a Tacos for Life uh, franchisor that's training people to be successful in their market. It's a little different uh, kind of mission and objective from that standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you said it, you know, it's, it's all about the systems and the processes. And it's all about what, what I had to learn as a founder was, okay, what, what are the, you know, we, we call them strategic anchors. Okay. But what are those like sacred cows that, you know, these are, these are, we don't compromise in these areas. And then what are the things that we're going to uh, be willing to move on? And then how do we also create a relationship so that we can learn from our franchisees? And, and that's what I love most about franchising is uh, this element of like, Hey, we're, we're in this together and we're a team that's working to improve tacos for life together so that we can feed more kids so that they can uh, bring more profit down to their restaurants um, so it's, uh, we're, we're fully aligned in that. And I think understanding that relationship on, Hey, what are we not going to compromise on? What are we willing to move and, and, and do? And then, and then what's the right format relationship to, to have a, a full cycle kind of feedback loop, you know, um, uh, those three things I just have been incredibly important to us. Now, um, is the ideal franchisee different today than it was, you know, the first time you took a bite of this apple? 
Yeah, absolutely. So the, the here's what we say today, uh, Lee. We say it's it's a two part um, it's a two part formula for us with our franchisees or prospective franchisees. They have to be here because of the mission. They have to want to be with Tacos for Life because we have this uh, this this um, opportunity to help end starvation. That's got to be why they're here. That's got to be their motivating factor. Um, but it, it quite honestly, it can't outweigh their um, desire to run a profitable, successful restaurant. Um, so those have to match up fully where we've gotten ourselves in trouble or where we've found there's misalignment is when one outweighs the other. So, uh, you know, obviously it's easy to look at the, you know, the profit side and say, well, if, if someone is only concerned about, you know, bringing as much profit to the bottom line as possible, then the mission is going to get in the way of that. Right. So that's easy to pick on that side of the equation, but we've also learned um, that it's just as easy to pick on the other side. If, if you're all about the mission and you're not, um, you're not running uh, your business uh, as efficiently as possible. If you're not constantly working every day to improve and, and to get better and to serve the guests better, uh, then the mission will uh, sputter as well. So for us, it's a two-part formula. You got to be here because of the mission uh, and you got to be here because you want to run a really great restaurant. So, but those yeah. are two equal, like those aren't, one doesn't take precedent over the other. Yeah, exactly. Maybe when we first started, you know, we would say, okay, we're going to tilt a little heavier towards the mission, you know. Um, but the reality of it is so that we can feed kids, we have to be, we have to run a very efficient business because that's, uh, it's taking a hit. You know, when we donate a meal, uh, every time we sell a taco, that's coming right off the top line. We treat that as a cost of goods. So, um, you know, you could say we're operating at a bit of a disadvantage compared to the competitors because of that extra cost in our, uh, in our P and L. And, um, and now that you kind of, the model is, is more baked and it's, uh, seems to be growing well, is it easier to kind of identify people though, when they, when you have a mission at the top of, you know, as the true North or as part of the true North of the organization, do those people kind of present themselves to you in a little more efficient fashion than just somebody saying, Oh, I have a taco restaurant. We'll take anybody that can, you know, fog a mirror and write a check. Right. Yeah. I, no, I actually think it, it does. I think, you know, I, I don't know what the, um, you know, would be normal for everybody else, but we get a ton of applications in and we, we talk to a lot of people and uh, the ratio of those that, you know, come in for an interview is uh, there's a lot of applications and very few people that come in. And it's not because we're being ultra picky. It's just, we're able to both see and people select out when, when they understand the impact of the mission, you know, and they say, you know, I, I don't, that sounds nice, but that's, that's more than what I'm willing to invest, you know, uh, to, to make this mission thing possible. And then for us as well, we're able to understand, you know, Hey, now this person's motivation isn't right, or maybe they don't have the skill set to run a, a restaurant and, and, and operate more competitively than they would a normal taco restaurant that doesn't have, you know, a mission involved. So, yeah, I, I think, I think we have to talk to more people perhaps. Um, but I do think it makes it a little easier for us to see, okay, who is in it for the right reason and who's not, you know, it's not just who's got the the biggest checkbook in our, you know, where, where others might feel that way. So now uh, we've talked a lot about the mission and, and how integral that is to the brand, but can you talk also about just the food part? Like you have to set, have good product and sell tacos that people like so it seems like you're doing that as well 
Yeah, absolutely. And that was one of the big learnings we took out of our first uh, our first restaurant attempt. You know, the uh, the mission's great. Uh, but if the food and the service isn't equally as great, if we're not the best in each community that we're in, then the mission won't, it'll just be a nicety, you know? So yeah, we work very hard. Uh, we're a fir- we, we make everything from scratch in our kitchens. Um, we make everything to order. We put a ton of pride uh, in that. And uh, we put a lot of effort into, you know, the doing the little things right when it comes to the food and, and really teaching, you know, uh, young guys and girls how to come in and cook and, and do things that a lot of places don't do, you know, whereas, uh, you know, maybe the guys down the street are cutting a plastic bag open and, you know, dumping it on a, a steam table we're, uh we're, we're making we're making that beef from scratch and it's a long process and it's uh, it's it's the way you would uh, the way you'd want to do it at home. You know, the, we have a fried chicken taco, which is probably my favorite taco, Lee. And that is um, Ashton's uh, grandma's fried chicken recipe, you know, and so that's not just near and dear to our heart and that's not just special, but we cook it the way her grandma cooked it. You know, we go that extra step and, and we, we fry it the right way. And, um, and so that's a, that is just so important. And then on the service side too, we really pride ourselves in having that extra level. Uh, I think we get a leg up on the competition because of our mission. You know, there's a kind of an extra something we get to talk with our guests about. We're kind of, uh, you know, we're on the same side of the table. Our, our team members are with us because, uh, they're excited about helping in starvation. Our guests that understand the mission, you know, uh, hopefully they get it right away. Um, hopefully they know about it before they walk in the door. But if they don't, you know, we're working hard to tell them about it. And so there's that extra level of connection that we get to have. And and we talk about, hey, how are we building relationships and providing really friendly service as opposed to just uh, moving people through a line and uh, making it transactional. So now what's next uh, for you? Uh, obviously, continued growth, but do you have any um, plans you can share for 2022? Yeah, so, uh, you know, like I mentioned earlier, we really kind of got geared back up on the franchising uh, side of things in 2020 and then got a little bit distracted, as did everybody else did, you know, for much of the year. But fortunately, uh, we, we still had some success. We sold some franchise um, brought some new partners in and uh, opened a few locations, opened a, a couple more this year. And then we've really just been filling up the pipeline. So we'll probably see uh, 10 or so locations open next year. And, and we've got uh, about 12 or so, I guess, on the books for 2023 at this point. And we're just uh, we're, we're you know, the thing for us, Lee, is we're uh, we, we still um, we still are taking it slow, you know, because we want we want each franchisee that we bring on board to uh, we want them to be successful and for them to uh, this to be something that they're proud of and that um, really makes sense for them and their family. So it's a, it's a slower process probably than most, but it's a, uh, it's a good process. And, uh, and we work really hard to be intentional throughout, but uh, yeah, for the next uh, we're, we're about to open location number 20 and then hopefully 24 months from now, we've, we've more than doubled that and we're getting to feed uh a ton of kids every day. So uh, this year we'll have uh, provided a little over 5 million meals. So, you know, when you put that in perspective uh, it's uh, it's just exciting to see every time we open a location, you know, every, every three locations we open, we provide a million meals a year. And uh, that's what, uh, that's really what motivates us here. And um, have you kind of defined that ideal franchisee in terms of not only the mission, they have to obviously have a desire for the mission, but are they people who are transitioning, you know, out of a corporate job into this? Are they, you know, 
uh, owners of other complementary brands that are just adding Tacos for Life to their portfolio? Are you clear on who that ideal franchisee looks, you know, what they look like? Yeah, I think we're we're more of the um, you know, folks that are transitioning uh, in their careers uh, into us. Um, you know, we don't we don't have a lot of uh, other uh, we, we don't have any franchisees or anybody that's in the pipeline that has other concepts in their brand in their portfolio. Not because we're not opposed to it, but because we're we're just a different animal um, than what you would get. You know, shopping on the the franchise. You know what else is out there, uh, franchising wise. So. Um, now our ideal person is someone that's, uh, you know, Hey, they're ready to, to either, either they have been self-employed or they're, they're ready to take that leap and be their own boss and, and be in control of their future. Um, but they also want to, uh, do something really meaningful with that, uh, through our mission and through the environment that they can create with their, uh, their team. So we work hard on that. We're on the, uh, the SBA, uh, list. We're preferred, uh, partner with them. And so we work hard to, uh, you know, if, if someone needs some help on the funding side, um, but they have the, uh, the experience, they have the, um, uh, the passion, uh, we work really hard to get them matched up uh, from a banking and, and funding standpoint uh, so they can, they can join and be part of this. And are there certain regions you're targeting as you grow and kind of um, take over the world? Or are you, is it kind of a free-for-all, you'll take anybody from wherever they are? You know, right now we're really focused on the Southeast United States uh, and a little bit into the lower Midwest. And, and what I mean by that is kind of Oklahoma to Kansas City to St. Louis and then down throughout. Uh, we're over in uh, North Carolina um, and, and on down. So that's that's kind of our, uh, of course, we're in Arkansas here. So that's kind of if you took a go across the United States from that standpoint, that's that's really where we're focusing our efforts right now uh, on growing. Well, if somebody wants to learn more, um, is there a website for them to go and check you out? Yeah, absolutely. So go to tacosforlife.com. We actually uh, just updated the website a few months ago. It's a, it is beautiful. A couple of fun things on there. You can learn all about our mission and understand really the dynamics of how it works. We work with a great organization called Feed My Starving Children. There's a uh, they and 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 us. We work really hard to provide really great transparency in how the giving works. So you see, you can see all that there. You can track the meal counts per location. Um, so all that is there. Um, and then of course, to learn about franchising, uh, we have a great, uh, section there under the franchising tab and you're going to, uh, probably learn everything you need to know. And then we're of course, always available to talk. So, well, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing such important work and we appreciate you. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on Lee. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio. (laughs) 